In Parshas Vayeschanan, we have, of course, the Aseris Hadibrois, one of the Dibrois being the one of keeping Shabbos. In this Sikha, the Rebbe is making a seum on Mesech the Shabbos. The Rebbe is going to explain a number of things within the end of Mesech the Shabbos, both Alpi Nigla as well as Alpi Chsidus. The Rebbe first makes reference to a story mentioned in the end of Mesech the Shabbos about a particular case where because of a situation of tumor, of uh, the tumor of a dead body, or potential dead body, someone was, seemed to be about to die, they were trying to avoid the tumor coming into the house, and they took a number of measures to make sure that the tumor is not entering into the house. The first thing the Gemara says is that they took and they blocked off, they sealed the window, they put in an earthenware vessel, vessel into the window to block it, so that the tumor should not be able to enter through that window. Now, the way the tumor would have entered is because above where this person was lying, in the alleyway, there was a barrel above him that was attaching the house and the window in the house, uh, which would have allowed the tumor to then go in into the house. Because, because since this corpse would be under the barrel and the barrel attaching to the house, this is serving like a roof now to allow the tumor to come into the house. However, this barrel had a crack or a hole in it, and therefore, if the hole would have been big enough, we would have said the tumor escapes through that hole and would not actually enter the house. The people in the house wanted to see if perhaps that hole is big enough, the size of a tefach by a tefach, and then they wouldn't even need the window being blocked. So what they did was they tied a little jug with a reed, and they tried sticking up this um, tefach-sized jug through the hole to see whether in fact the hole was big enough to allow the tumor to escape through there and then would have never entered the house in any case. The Mishnah in the end of Shabbos says that based on that story we learn three halachos of things that we're allowed to do on Shabbos and the first one is that although shuttering a window, sealing a window in a temporary way would seem like building, nevertheless we learn that we are allowed to do this. The second thing we learn is that for the sake of a mitzvah, we are actually allowed to measure because that's exactly what they were doing in the story. They're trying to measure the hole. We also learn that for the sake of a mitzvah, we are allowed to make a knot on Shabbos, a temporary knot on Shabbos would be um, allowed for the sake of a mitzvah again as it's discussed over there. What the Rebbe is mainly concerned with in the Sikha is the order of these three things. First, shuttering or sealing the window. Now that one, why it comes first, seems to be pretty obvious because in the story that's what they did first, number one. As well as the reason why it would come first would make sense because we usually say the bigger chidush first, the more novel idea first. And since this is being permitted in all instances, not only for the sake of a mitzvah, that's why this thing comes first. However, in regards to the next two things, measuring being permitted on Shabbos for a mitzvah and making a knot, it would seem to be that the order should have been first making the knot and then measuring. Because first of all, in the story, that's exactly what they did. First, they tied with the reed, they tied that jug. And they tried, then they went ahead to try to measure it. So the question is, why are we mentioning the measuring first? Also, if you want to speak about which one is considered a bigger chiddush, more of a novel idea, it would seem to be that to allow one 
to make the knot would have been a bigger chidush because making a knot is more similar to an isur minatoira. One is not allowed to make a permanent knot minatoira. Midrabana, not even a temporary knot. Whereas the idea of measuring is from its starting point, it's only midrabbanon, so that we don't do weekday sort of activities, and that way cheapening Shabbos. So the question really that we're at is, why does the, Mish- the Mishnah mention the concept of measuring first and then tying? In order to explain this, the Rebbe is actually going to show us eventually in the Sicha how the bigger chidush was actually the fact that, you're not, that we are allowed to measure for the sake of a mitzvah is even a bigger chidush of, not, of making a, a temporary knot on Shabbos. In order to explain this, the Rebbe first explores another halacha in Shabbos, in which we say that when carrying on Shabbos, one is not allowed to lift an object up in one place, put it down somewhere else. That would be the Isur Min taking it from inside to outside, or carrying it for Amis and Rosh Harabim, etc. But you must have both lifting it up and putting it down. Now, Mido Eiraisa, if you only did one of them, it would not be considered Asur at all. The question is why. Often we do say that a malacha that's done partially or an iser that's done partially, even a half a shear in, of, of doing something is still not allowed menatoyde, even though you might not be punished for it. And the answer is understood based on the idea that usually when we say the half of a measure is also oser menatoyde, that's when we're speaking about the quantity of the prohibition. But in this case, what we're really saying is that you're not really doing the malacha at all by only lifting it up or putting it down. The Rebbe says similarly in regards to making the knot is a similar sort of situation. That when the person is making the knot, why shouldn't we say that if you're making a temporary knot, you didn't have in mind that it should stay forever, why shouldn't we say that minat toiretzos, or why do we say that's only midrabonon? And the answer is again a similar sort of idea, because when you didn't have in mind that it should stay forever, it's really as if you didn't do anything at all, the whole concept of the malacha is making something that's going to be permanent. The Rebbe says, however, we need to look at one specific difference between the malacha of taking something out on Shabbos versus the malacha of making a knot. And that is, in regards to taking something out on Shabbos, we would not say you are allowed midrabonon to either lift it up or just put it down if it's for the sake of a mitzvah. There we don't say that. Why then in the case of a knot, do we say that for the sake of a mitzvah, as long as it's a temporary knot, would it be okay for the sake of a mitzvah? And what the Rebbe explains is that there's a very fundamental difference between these two malachis. When it comes to carrying on Shabbos, in order to carry something, you need to do all of these different acts of lifting it up, putting it down, carrying it, and so on and so forth. And we understand that midu'eraisa, Yes, it's not usher to do it. it. There's no problem with the Iraisa, even if you only did part of it, because you didn't do the malacha. But at least we could understand that you did, in the meantime, start off doing something at least. Even though you didn't complete the malacha, but at least there is some act happening. Whereas in the case of making a knot, the whole idea of making a knot is really your intention. Am I planning to connect these two things forever? And as long as I'm not... There was basically nothing really that occurred on the on the Torah level at all, and therefore, when the Chachamim come along and say that you shouldn't do it anyways, it's very different to the case 
of not, uh, not carrying something on Shabbos. In the case of not carrying something on Shabbos, even if you're only lifting it up or putting it down, what the Chachamim are concerned about is if you're going to do one part, you may end up doing the other part as well. Whereas in the case of not making a knot, what the Chachamim are more concerned with is not what, you're, what you might end up doing, because you're really not doing anything at all if you didn't have in mind that it should stay forever. Rather, the Chachamim are just saying it looks similar to the concept of the malacha of tying a knot, of making a knot. And therefore, they could also come along and say that for the sake of a mitzvah, since in essence, it's not really a malacha at all, there's no problem and go ahead and do it for the mitzvah. Based on this, the Rebbe says, we can now understand why there is a bigger chidush in saying that you could make the knot on Shabbos, sorry, there's a bigger chiddush in saying that you could measure for the sake of a mitzvah on Shabbos than making a knot on Shabbos. Because making a knot on Shabbos, as we just explained, in essence is not really anything at all if it's a temporary knot. All that's happening is it's looking like you're making a knot and that's what the Chachamim were concerned about. Whereas with measuring, the Chachamim are actually saying there's a problem in essence with the measuring itself. They're saying measuring itself is a weekday activity. Yes, it's not similar to any malacha, to any work, but there's fundamentally a problem with the measuring. Whereas in the not, what we're saying is just look similar to a malacha. And therefore there's a bigger chiddush, and that's why the Gemara says first, we're even allowed to measure, and we're also allowed to make the not. The Rebbe then moves on and explains this all according to Hasidus, the order of these three things, of blocking up the, the opening, measuring, and tying, and in that specific order. And what the Rebbe explains is in a fascinating, beautiful way, and the Rebbe explains it like this. The Rebbe says, what's the idea of Mesechta Shabbos generally? First of all, the Rebbe focuses on the beginning of the Mesechta, where there we speak about the first Molochah was speaking about is carrying things from inside to outside, and the Rebbe explains, because this is really what Sha- all Molochis of Shabbos are all about, is any time we, uh, we might do an Isser on Shabbos, it's like really carrying from inside to outside. Why? Because the Rishus HaYachid, the private domain, represents the domain of Hashem, where Hashem is the one and only. Rishus HaRabim represents the domain of a place of, where there's many things, representing the world of Klippos. And chas v'shalom, any time we, we do any sort of the Averis on Shabbos, it's like carrying out and moving from the domain of the Yochid of Hashem into the world of Klippos. And for this now comes the end of the Mesechta. And the end of the Mesechta is telling us what happens after we properly did all the halachis of Shabbos, after we keep Shabbos properly. And in order to explain this part, the Rebbe first explains to us that in Shabbos davening, there's a uh, phrase that we say in all of our davenings, but we say it slightly different. We're speaking about resting on Shabbos. On Friday night we say, that They will rest on it on Shabbos, but it says it in the feminine. Shabbos day we say, In it, but in the masculine. And finally, Shabbos mincha we say, Which is in the plural. The way we understand this, is in the following way. On Friday night, the sphere of Malchus, which usually deals with the klipos of our world, is being elevated into the world of Atzillus, and from there shining into our whole world, in this way completely nullifying and blocking out and stopping the klipos. On Shabbos day, there's even a greater level of godliness shining. These are the level of the Midois of Hashem, which are higher than Malchus. 
And this is represented by Friday night, we say Va in the feminine, which is Malchus, and Shabbos day Voi, which is the spheres of Zoh, which are more compared to the male. And finally, V'yanuchu Vom, Shabbos Mincha is a level that unites both of these levels together, Zoh and Malchus, a level that's beyond both of these levels, uniting them together. The Rebbe says, we know that when a Yid does his Avoida, we are told he's becoming a partner with Hashem in Maise Bereshis in the creation of the world. So what's happening is as follows. The Yid does his Avoida starting to keep Shabbos. The first thing that he's doing is he's blocking out the Klippos. This is what's happening Friday night. And what happens is, like in our Gemara and our Mishnah, that we block out, we stop that opening so that there's no Tuma anymore. And it's completely blocked out. That's the first message. The next thing that happens, the next thing in the reward is that there's even a greater, greater level of elikus coming down, which is hinted by the word moididin of measuring, which is also the same word used for the midois of atzilois, midof from the word measure. And that's the second thing that happens. And finally, the third stage is vakoishin, tying a knot. This is the combination, the unity between the bonding between both of these two levels together, and furthermore, the bonding and connection of all matters of the world with Hashem Himself. And this is why we say these three things in the order of the Mishnah. First, poikikin, putting that stop, finishing off the world in, in partnership with Hashem. And then, Moididin being elevated to the level of the Midas of Atzilis and finally Koshrin, that ultimate bond with Hashem.